What's up, mother? So this is so eerie. Like this, this is so fucking eerie. But, uh, and I know like what really sits on me is that this can't, it, it, obviously it's not just happening to me. I'm sure several people like have experienced this all over the world, but this happened to me at the Walmart on East Chase in Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. I was literally like, <sighs> so like I come out the store, right? I didn't have a bad feeling like the whole time I'm in there. I didn't think I was followed or I didn't feel like I was being watched. I go to the store all the time. I go to Walmart all the time, right? It happened to be late or getting late. It was starting to get dark. Um, I come out as soon as I walk out the store and I have a cart, I heard a whistle, right? And for, so I turned and looked, um, this guy and this other guy, he had been walking towards him and at least that's where I thought the whistle came from. Like they just like met up right after that and we're talking. I couldn't hear the conversation. I was out of earshot. I just happened to glimpse that. I start to make my way towards the car, which is far as fuck. I always park, like, and then regret it. Far as fuck. But <laughs> make my way to several ro rows over. And this guy is, like, right on my ass, right? Like, he's the guy. One of them two guys was, like, literally on my ass. Like, practically breathing down my neck as I'm walking. And he stopped and acted like he was getting in a car. When I turned around and looked... At least, so I thought, okay, maybe I'm tripping, right? Well, I make my way I'm to my car and I'm getting more and more, like, nervous. And so I have my keys in my hand. I decide when I'm almost to the car to hit the panic button. And literally, this guy had almost grabbed me. Like, the couple that was in the car, like, two down from me came over to talk to me because it was so fucking scary. So this black truck, like, sped up next to like where I was at where this guy was following me apparently when I was turned around and I hit the panic button like right when I hit that button bro he was gonna grab me but I hit the button and I scared him so like I was able to get in my car fast enough like I left all my shit outside the car fast enough for him to like hop in that black truck that sped up and dip it was so eerie y'all I swear to god it was so eerie I just don't I don't know and it was definitely not me tripping because, like, there were people that came over to talk to me after it happened. Tried to convince me to call the police, but, like, I I don't fuck with the cops. I don't think they're really going to do anything about it, so I didn't, I didn't make the call. But, and I don't suggest not to for anybody else. I just, like, know how the police are in our area, at least. But yeah, like, I, if there's one thing I just, like, want to, like, say after telling y'all about that, it's just don't go to these stores at night by yourself. Like, if you're a small woman like I am, don't, don't, anybody, don't go to these stores by yourself at night. Like, they are scoping us. They are, who knows what they're pl plotting, but, like, it's not good intentions. Don't, don't go to the store by yourself. It didn't even dawn on me. Like, of course, like, the, the, the thought goes through your head every now and then when you're at the store late. But, so, that that could have went so bad. It could have went so bad.
but yeah, it didn't, and um, luckily for me, it didn't, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that shit was fucking, shit just be weird out here, okay, shit just be weird out here. So I just found, like, this really, really creepy, really kind of unsettling article, but 11 currently active serial killers and unsolved cases in 2023. Like, hold on. Am I ready for this? Uh, okay, okay. So, the Long Island serial killer, I don't think that he'd still be alive. Maybe. Ooh. I didn't know that it was that time. I'm not like um, super up to date. Jeff Davis eight killers. Between 2005 and 2009, the bodies of eight women between the ages of 17 to 30 were found dumped in the swamps of Jefferson Davis Parish near Jennings, Louisiana. Interestingly, the victims had several things in common. Several of them knew each other, one pair of victims even being cousins. Perhaps more bizarrely was all that all the victims acted as police informants, several of whom actually reported on other Jeff Davis victims before their own murders. Oh, wow. Wow. The investigation into murders of the Jeff Davis 8 never identified a legitimate suspect, but it led to wild allegations of misconduct amongst Louisiana police. Muddling the case further, an investigative reporter later stated the person or people responsible for these killings were most likely part of a law enforcement. Given each victim's history, this isn't too implausible. Wow. The fact that the, the perpetrator or perpetrators could be investigating their own crimes makes the Jeff Davis 8 a particularly disturbing case. Wow. The West Mesa Bone Collector. In February 2009, a woman out for a walk with her dog discovered what she believed to be human, human remains on a mesa near Al Albuquerque, New Mexico. Police soon investigated, and to their shock, they subsequently discovered the remains of 11 women in total along the same stretch of land. The women ranged between ages 15 to 32 and were all involved in the sex trade. Most were all Hispanic descent, and most of the women w were pregnant at the time of the murder. Oh, that's sad. Ooh, see, some of these just get to me. Brazil's Rainbow Maniac. It's not just the USA where serial killers go uncaught. It happens all over the world. The Rainbow uh, Maniac was a serial killer in... Oh, I can't even try that. In Brazil. He was targeted... Or he targeted gay men. Over the span of 18 months between 2007 and 2008, the Rainbow Maniac killed 13 people execution style with bullets to the head, all of whom were killed in... Paturis Park and then dumped in nearby bushes with their trousers around their ankles. One of his victims he beat to death and his 12th victim was shot a grand total of 12 times. Oh my god. So, um... At the time of the murder, several ultra-conservative groups were highly vocal of their intolerance towards homosexuality. Ridiculous. I can't stand people. 
Okay, the Ibadan Forest Serial Killers. While we're on the subject of overseas murder, here's some real nightmare fuel for you. In Nigeria, there's a place known as the Ibadan Forest of Horror or the Evil Forest. Back in 2014, a curious motorcycle list made his way into Soka Forest in Ibadan, Oya State, Nigeria, and where he found... What he found was like something from a H.P. Lovecraft story. He found a small colonized area of decrepit buildings, and inside there were only twenty. Ro- there were over twenty rotten corpses and several human skulls, and most terrifyingly, ten live people chained to slaughter benches. Other buildings had piles of clothes, boots, and passports inside them. Police have attempted to trace the owners of the passports, but have been unable to find them. Exactly who might be responsible for such horrors is still unconfirmed, but rumors state that the place may have been a den for religious um, people to indulge in ritual sacrifice and flesh eating. Oh, God. I can't. Okay, that's too much for me. Okay, smiley face killers. 45 college-aged males across a 20-year span all drowned after getting intoxicated. However, the kicker is that these drownings happened in 11 different states. Despite the distance between them, some detectives think that, think that the drownings are actually the work of a serial killer or group of serial killers. This is dubbed the smiley face murder theory. Allegedly, de- Allegedly, detectives claim that smiley faces have been found near the sites where at least 12 of the men have drowned. It's hard. It's believed that these men are abducted, murdered, and then disposed of in the bo- bodies of water to give the impression of accidental drowning. Oh. That's so, that's crazy. Pedro Lopez, Monster of the Andes. The entry this entry is quite unique given that we know the serial killer's name however that's all we know pedro lopez was born in colombia in 1948 he was the son of six sex worker and as a child was forced forced to watch his mother partake in extremely sexual acts he, he himself was often molested too and lopez claimed that these events significantly affected his psyche by the early 1970s, Lopez had began to rape and kill young girls across South America. When an attempted abduction went wrong in 1980, Lopez was apprehended by locals and handed over to police in Peru. Once in custody, Lopez spewed out his colorful life story, including being captured by native tribe and sentenced to execution for killing a young girl. He then said he killed about three girls a week for two years, raising his total number of victims to 300. Police were naturally skeptical of such a claim, but Lopez led police to the mass grave where they found the remains of 53 of his victims. The details then a little hazy after this with different sources reporting different stories, but what is confirmed is that Pedro Lopez was set free from prison in 1994. What? Despite racking up one of the highest body counts in known history, he was sent to a mental home for three years and then set free. (gasps) In 2002, Lopez was suspected of being responsible for a new murder. However, no one has been able to find him since 1998. That is so creepy. Why would they do that? All these stories be, like, getting to me. I'm going to cut this short tonight, but, yeah. (laughs) They be getting to me, y'all. They really do. (laughs) But thank you for listening and I hope you all have a good one.